Uh, welcome to episode 159 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about Danny's new dog, Zep, and discipline. The Gospel Post presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, to Nobody's Talking About the Somebody Who Matters. Uh, I'm Danny, your host and dog trainer of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is the podcast where two generations of people are looking to find God in pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Caleb, let's jump into some pop culture before we get to uh, the actual... Let's do it. Uh, kind of the topic for today. So there's a few movies that have come out. Yes. Uh, you know, a few things that are coming out and a few things that will never come out. Black Widow. I'm sorry. Anyway. I don't care about that movie. I do. Sorry. And they put, oh, they push it back again, by the way. And they're like, Disney Premier Access. I'm like, come on. Don't make me pay they're for not, it. They're not putting it in theaters? They're also putting it in theaters. Oh. But they're on the Premier Access thing for Disney. But, but. Godzilla versus King Kong finally came out. Yeah. Who you got? Um, I got my main man, mm-hmm. Godzilla, in my corner. Right. Absolutely. Because one of them is a mythical kaiju who is powered by nuclear power and has a laser beam that can come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And the other... Is a monkey. Ba- a big monkey? A big monkey. Still... Big monkey. Still a kaiju. Still a kaiju. What does kaiju mean? Big monster, oh. essentially. Boy, that's a whole internet debate. Big monster. As in, it's a thing bigger than its actual uh, kind of a size and that uh, like led people... what it's based off of. Yeah, so like kai... I gotta be sure I'm spelling this right. Uh, kaiju is a Japanese word meaning strange creature. In English, it's come to mean monster or giant monster, referring to the large kind of kind of the size. So, kaiju. Um, oh, yeah. that's right. It's Pacific Rim. That's one that uses that term a lot. Yep, yep. Yeah. They they are also kaiju in there. Kaiju. And a person asked on the internet a question that hey, to all of our listeners, please tell us in the comments. I just need to know: Is John Bunyan a kaiju? Is it John Bunyan? I feel like John monster? Bunyan's a theologian. No, oh, he's strange, a giant man. It's not even a monster. He's so a it giant. Could be a John nice, Bunyan. It could be a nice creature. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Aww. Well, for half of it, Godzilla's kind of a good guy. As yeah, he's fighting. I remember that in the Godzilla. first one. John Bunyan. John. Who am I thinking of? John Bunyan. Are you talking about the Green Bean Man? No, but also, is he a kaiju? <laughs> John, I I think John Bunyan might actually be a theologian. Oh look, I have terrible internet here. What else is new? <laughs> so anyway, please tell us in the comments who you think I'm talking about and whether or not he's actually a kaiju. Um, no, I just don't. I don't get it. What that like, movie? Well, like why it's a fight? Yeah, it doesn't look very interesting. Hey, but it has its audience. I was talking to one of my uh, middle school kids about it and he went to go see it and he was thrilled about it did he also enjoy the transformers movie i don't know i haven't talked to him i but i, I know i know I, like i would with our kids willing age. to put down a fair amount yep i'm sorry john bunyan is not the guy i'm thinking of he's an english a writer appearance sorry back to my first my second thought i'm positive 
with no research done on this mm-hmm. that um the the same crowd that enjoys these movies are the same crowd that enjoy the Transformers movies. Yeah. And maybe that's a bit of stereotyping. No, oh, yeah, it's the big mm-hmm. action, explosions, destruction weak plot. Yeah, weak yeah, plot. Weak plot. Yeah. I hate Transformers movies. It's they're bad. You can't with them. The old spark. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so that yeah, Godzilla. Here's here's my prediction. So I haven't seen it. I think I'm watching it this week. Uh, something's going to occur. Watch it. Yeah. I'm going to the theaters for it. Or are no, you watching it no, on HBO? HBO. I pay money, and I'm going to watch this god awful movie. Uh, speaking of god awful movies, um, mm-hmm. there's a Mortal Kombat movie coming out. Do we already talk about? Yeah, this? we already talked about that. Why is it a plot? Why are they making it a plot? I don't get it. It's still a plot. Uh, so who who's who's your favorite Mortal Kombatter? I don't know because I don't watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Fair enough. Or play it. <laughs> See, that shows you how much I know about it. I mean, it's I know writing. I know the song once that the, that one time that was like a craze going around. People singing the Mortal Kombat song, which is a great song. Mortal Kombat. But other than that. Okay, so in update for who am I thinking of, I googled John Tallman Kaiju, and one of the first, well actually I googled John Tallman, and there is a person whose name is John Tallman, and so like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, John Tallman. Hey, so is the Iron Giant a Kaiju? I wouldn't say so, because he's a robot. But he's not, at the same time, he has like heart, you know? He loves the boy and came back together, all of his pieces, to come back and say hi again. I don't Maybe. know. Well, if you have a thought, tell us in the comments. <laughs> hey, quit dismissing me like Giant, that. No, I honestly don't know. <laughs> is Iron Giant a kaiju? He is um, in my heart. He's just a tall he just creature. He has a heart of steel. To be a kaiju, they have to be a thing a but in greater creature. proportion. So hey, in, in his case, small. no, he's just a big robot. So <laughs> I would say no on Kaiju for Iron Giant. Well, you know, yikes. This hey, is, well, Green Bean Man still makes it in as a Kaiju. So. I think so. I'll have to give that to you. For green Green Bean Giant. Man. Green, <laughs> green Kaiju. <laughs> uh, so, so, so the final is the Mighty Ducks versus the Don't Bothers. Who you got? What is that? Uh, that's the new Disney Plus uh, kind of show, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers or something. Um, I honestly, I was watching this because I thought it was going to be a cool throwback to the movies, which I made you watch one of them. Yeah. And I'm going to make one. you watch another, but I'm not going to make you watch the third one because it's trash. Um, and I don't know. It's kind of shaping up to be kind of a fun kind of a fun program i'm gonna be honest uh-huh. it's more enjoyable than i thought it was gonna be uh yeah and it's it's got its moments it's got some heart to it it's got quasi good acting so did mighty ducks come out when you were a kid uh let's see it came out in 92 so i was about uh, i was eight yeah nice so wow. um little baby danny oh uh-huh. did well no mighty ducks like in 90s they had this weird era of sports um, idolatry for like a better word where they thought that uh, well you know sports they were big then yep. they were a lot bigger they had the 90s uh, 
the Bulls. They had all all these all these teams that were doing great stuff. America was on top of it and doing phenomenal. And then they thought, well, then these guys playing off their success. We need to create programs about sports, programs that piggyback off sports, and programs mm-hmm. that include athletes. And yeah. so there's a fair amount of really bad movies and things that came out in the 90s because it's like starring Wayne Gretzky, who can't act his way out of a bag. Um, Wayne I think Gretzky, even, who's that? He's a hockey player. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. He's, you know what is the best of them all, though? And I will Sandlot. fight anyone who Sandlot. says... Sandlot. Well, that's that's different. No. That's not really. Mm, it's not luck. really a sports movie. It is absolutely a sports movie. I mean, it has baseball, uh-huh. but the one that's out of like the actual like athlete, like Mighty Ducks and all that stuff, Cool Runnings rises above them all. And I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Because Gosh. John Candy, you can't. Gosh, that's a really good. John Candy is just great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then every single one of the characters in there is right. so good. Based and then on a true story. Just like the plot is interesting in itself that it's just like they're from Jamaica where there's no ice. Right. Well, it's based on a true yeah, story. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this and was an actual it, team. So. And that's why it's so freaking like mm, so good. So good. Gosh. Okay. Feel that's... the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Come on, Jamaica. It's bobsled time. Get on up. It's bobsled. How dare you? No. Come on, Jamaica. It's bobsled time. I will. Uh-uh. I wish I had internet to search this up. Feel, Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Come on, Jamaica. It's bobsled time. Get up. It's bobsled time. Doesn't even make any sense. No. Mm-mm. Oh, uh, absolutely. No. I could have sworn they said, come on, Jamaica. It's mm-hmm. bobsled time. Nope. They don't. No. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Wow, I feel really defeated. So Caleb just don't really want to continue on. (laughs) So really want to continue on in this podcast. Well, that's okay, Caleb, because sometimes things are difficult to get through, but in the end, they end up being okay. I'm not going to let you transition. Oh come on, Danny has a new dog. Come on. (laughs) Hey, speaking of, (laughs) I got a new. dog. You just destroyed me. I'm going to destroy your transition. You destroyed yourself. Oh no! Sorry, I wanted to say one more thing first. Uh, I'm, a special thanks to a few of our l- listeners at the church I go to, who were um, they they were driving down to tour college, and mm-hmm. they posted a picture of the podcast they were listening to on the way down, and it was ours. And I was like, mm. wow! And on the one episode where I definitely said twerking on Satan at least three times, uh, so yeah. also know. for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for saying twerking on Satan three different times, but uh, I just I thought I could forget that video, but now it's back in my mind. And yeah, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it's not wonderful. It's super not. But, but do you know what is wonderful? I have a new, new dog, puppy. So here, so here's here's. Do we want the story? Yeah. So Izzy passed away December 2019, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it'll be fine. I'll be able to get through all this. Izzy is his is formal is, dog. Is by my the old dog? Yeah. Um, it's not a human being, although the loss is still painful. It yeah. It it was a it was yeah. time. So that actually helps of 
Anyway, there's a whole episode on it. Izzy was a great dog. Uh, and I kind of thought like, yeah, I know I need to get a dog at some point, mm-hmm. but I need some time to like get some get through some things. I knew I was going to move. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to go through a lot, and I just kind of needed the time. And I thought, and I have some good people at church that I'm able to go talk to and hang out at their home. And so I think I'll be okay, you know, just not keeping a dog at home to come back to yeah and then we closed down forever and i just sat at home alone like well this is garbage <laughs> like, so anyway but i was gonna move so i wasn't gonna get a dog so yeah um and i told people because they're they they asked am i gonna get a new dog anytime and i was like i don't know how to explain this i'll know when i see the dog yeah i'll know it's not just, oh, that's a cute dog, because there are plenty of cute dogs. And I was like, that is a really cute dog, and I feel nothing for it. You know, like my cold, dead heart feels nothing for this dog. Yeah. So, I um, I found a dog that I pulled up the video of it, and, and I, I made the following noise. Oh. And I was like, all right, so clearly we have to go meet this dog. It was 18-pound yeah. Scotty. He was two years and adorable. And I was like, okay, how far away is he? He's an hour away. Oof. All right. Uh, and then I saw they were having an adoption fair at Petco an hour away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll go on Saturday. If Scotty is there, I'll be bringing back a new dog. And if not, probably not. Um, so I, I go down there. And I talked to the person. I'm like, hey, Scotty? And the person's like, oh, Scotty got adopted basically immediately after we put it on social media because that dog is small and adorable. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. And I was about to drive an hour back home, and the girl kind of told me, uh, hey, I have one more dog that I have to bring out. Do you have a minute? I'm like, this is the only thing I have to do today. <laughs> yeah. like, this is fine. And um, brought this dog out, and the dog came up to me put his paws on my shoulder and gave me a hug and I was like oh, this is my dog and I said that out like I openly said like yeah this is my dog yeah and I was like oh no I'm getting this dog this is and this dog is 44 pounds yeah and a year and a month and I'm like well those are gonna be some obstacles that we're gonna have to get through <laughs> yeah uh so I ended up getting this dog his name is zap uh it was short for zeppelin yeah which is weird so here's here's a question for you. Zeppelin. When you heard that name, what's the first thing that you think of? In Zeppelin? Mm-hmm. I think of the Indiana Jones movie when the German, uh, they have a Zeppelin and... So the blimp. Yeah, the blimp. Yeah, yeah. For two days, <laughs> it did not occur to me that that's the name of a rock band. Led uh, Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, yeah. And I'm like, that makes more sense to name him after Led Zeppelin than a blimp. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called me. I'm like, oh, after the rock band. And I went, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Certainly not named. I mean, that'd be the same as naming the dog Coop. You know, like as in Coupe, if you're British. But, oh, you know, that's my brother's in, dog's name. Well, not Cooper, but like, you know, this is my dog. His name is Sedan or something. Or like automobile or... 
I named my dog Plane. You know, I'm like, that makes no sense. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a rock band. Yeah. Duh. So, and, but yeah, I have a dog now. He, he's, we're working. He's so cute. We're working on things. Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely, uh, rowdy. He's, he's, he's being a spiteful turd today. I'm okay saying it. I love yeah. this dog dearly. He is being a spiteful turd. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he's so cute, so he's he gets away with very, it, and it's kind of annoying. He's not getting away with... At least in my heart. He yeah. <laughs> the he, he he peed on the carpet before we started taping, mm-hmm. and normally if I'm coming at him saying stop, he'll stop. This time he turned and maintained eye contact, and I'm like, you're it's just mad. You're just yeah, mad. Yeah. The previous 10, like 15 minutes, he 30. was trying to eat Danny's food, <laughs> and then he was constantly pushing mm-hmm. him away saying, no. That's Bad. fine. I'm going to pee yeah. on the floor. And then, then he just so. walked up. It's pretty immediate, too, because he, he was genuinely just like fighting you over your food, right. and then he immediately walked away and just right. peed on the carpet. Yep. So we, very we've, spiteful. We've had a rough couple of days, him and I. We're learning each other. We're learning to figure out each other, and um, mm-hmm. we're having the dominant struggle that you have to have if you have a new dog of, of okay, so who's the alpha in the house? And it's me. He just doesn't know it yet. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been kind of play biting and we'll get to a point where it gets too rough and I will assert my dominance and pin him, but he's a slippery boy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to lay on top of him until he like, until I've crushed him emotionally, but not physically. <laughs> yeah. And that's really hard for me. I'll be honest. That's cr- crazy hard for me to do. Yeah. Cause he cries. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, you're stay strong. Burton Burton stay strong. <laughs> Yeah. So I it's it's hard though. Cause, yeah, I bet. Because he just like whimpers and it's sad and I think he might have been abused. So I don't know, but I have to do this because I care about the dog. Yeah. And that's the hard part is I actually care about the dog and because of that I have to discipline him. Yeah. You know, right. And train him to like pay attention to commands, do the thing he's told. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't had to do this to a dog in a while because Izzy was like 11 and mm-hmm. um, old. She's like, I'm old. I'm not going <laughs> to. Did you have to discipline her at first? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She was uh, she, she was actually a lot like Zep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, but she had a backyard and this is kind of the part that I'm like, did I do okay bringing a dog into a condo? Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a Monday dog park day, I think. And I'm going to bring books and we're going to read. And yeah, he's going to pee all over creation out there. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. But um, no, I, I did. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Izzy got disciplined pretty heavily. So, but yeah. Chow, because cause the dog's part Chow, um, they're a bit more aggressive than Izzy. So. Mm-hmm. His bites. Isn't Chow I mean, like the I mean, little dog? Uh, Chow, kind kinda. So Chows, uh, they're 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 medium size, but there there's definitely a little bit of Chow in this the, dog. The Dogecoin. Are they the Dogecoin? I actually don't know. Maybe Isn't that a Chow? Because that's anytime I see his face. Oh. Mm, no, that's not Chow. Like. I'm thinking of something else. So anyway. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking. Right. I yeah, I can't remember. That's but, unfortunate. Uh they are a bit m- more aggressive, so I'm having to like I'm all scratched up because Yeah. Me too. We're 
Yeah. I mean, I'm taking, I'm, you're taking more of the beating I'm all than scratched I am. up, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, he's but got we'll a big old, big old slice on his arm. Like, yeah. keep on touching, uh-huh. which I... And it hurts every time. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, it's, it's getting better. We're definitely getting better. It's just very... <sighs> very struggle. Yeah, it is. I mean, disciplining is hard, mm-hmm. you know, and for for the dog it's hard because it's like i think he kind of knows the thing he has to do and is working on the impulse to do them and whether this is nice or not uh it's very i'm finding a lot of parallels to my job in children's ministry Mm -hmm. of um i mean because i've had kids who were like trying to sneak candy in front of me yeah. And I'd be like, stop. And then they'd shove more in their mouth. And I'm like, you're an animal. And <laughs> I'm, I mean that in the most endearing way I can say that. Like, yeah. I love animals, but like, what the heck, man? Like, you know, you know that's wrong. Yeah. That's why you're like, ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And you're, you're wandering off to places that you shouldn't have to go. So far, no one at church has peed on the floor. No, that's not true. A kid did, did pee on the floor once, but that was because they weren't potty trained. But yeah, um, it's like, stop. Just It's so hard to take actual discipline. Um, and, and I don't even think it's a matter of knowing the... R- right thing to do but actually believing it and putting it in faith that this is the right thing to do Mm -hmm. yeah and that's hard it's kind of a a side note but do Mm -hmm. you think dogs have any idea of like the the like who their creator is spiritually do you think they have a spiritual connection at all (laughs) I've always wondered that I mean, because the Bible says all creation kind of like knows in a, one way or another. A uh, point to that, or like um, groans and expectation. The, what's the verse? I can't remember. All creation verse. groans and expectation. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So, like, if that's your criteria, I'll say no, mm-hmm. because I don't think rocks <laughs> have. Any sense, let alone a sense of the divine. Um, so you don't agree with that Hillsong song? <laughs> What's the Hillsong song? Hillsong song. What's um, the Hillsong song? <laughs> if uh, something's like God of creation, but that's literally a verse in there. Is if the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. Oh, so no, that is biblical. Mm-hmm. Well. That is based in something biblical. So they're talking about um, the part where Jesus is saying, if if you silence us, even the rocks will cry out. And I think that's the testimony of creation to God. Mm-hmm. I don't think rocks <laughs> have on the a ground. longing to be Eek. with Jesus. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there, there's... They, kind of, like we're splitting some really weird hairs on this. Yeah. Um, there is this, this, I, we're getting into my crazy man theories. Uh, there is, creation is broken and if I could anthropomorphize it, knows it's broken and groans in pain to be made whole. 
with that said, I think it's just anthropomorphism and not that rocks have to any any degree an amount of sentience. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? They don't have a mind, is what you're saying. Or like any bearing of sentience. No, I, yeah. I completely so, agree. I think um, the only thing that like inanimate objects like have a connection to God is A, because God created them. Mm-hmm. And like... I've always just pictured it as like God is just like holding the molecules mm-hmm. of everything together. You know, right. like the atoms are are being, you know, like everything is held together by him. Right. And so like there's a connection there, but I, right. yeah, I've never assumed that they have. Right. They have some <laughs> sentience of like, I hey. have a pet rock. <laughs> hey, rocks. I can't wait till Jesus comes back, but I don't want to take it for granted. And then they oh, wow. all just punish that rock by throwing themselves at him. Yeah. That would be how you do that, right? <laughs> That's funny. So, um, but anyways, yeah, so they, back to they, discipline, they would have to discipline that rock for his bad joke. Oh, I can't stand your segues. Spe- speak, speaking. No, um, <laughs> for the dog though, it's, it's been a matter of, of discipline and just, I, I know this kind of comes off as a stupid connection I made here, but I was actually thinking about this even prior to prepping the show notes of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is a dog that I know better and I'm not trying to harm him and I'm not trying to, to do anything to damage him. I'm actually trying to keep him safe. So, cause he likes to run out, uh, I mean, if he, if I didn't put him on a leash, he, he would be out in traffic yeah and dead uh and that would make for a super sad danny uh yes it would incredibly so as in and i'm having to discipline the dog in order to teach it and train it to not do those things and then i got to thinking is like that the, uh, that is god and us in <laughs> do you know what i mean just the the amount yeah. of things that i know are poor that i still do that god's trying to discipline and train me out of because god knows better and i think that's what one of the hardest parts of christianity is the disciplining right um, yeah it's it's you know this one's not enjoyable either oh. i mean no one enjoys time out and for my dog she um, she sorry um, my dog doesn't enjoy being pinned to the ground and and having all the dominance taken out of him but uh mm-hmm. it, it is a necessary thing f- 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 for the dog to thrive and be successful yeah yeah it's for sure um you want to read this verse that we got here yeah go for and it dive in all right this is Hebrews twelve three through eleven. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have not forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. My son, do not for, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary. When reproved by him, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are 
illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So so kind of the part that like jumps out to me is pretty important is for the, l- 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 the Lord disciplines the ones he l- l- loves and chastises every son whom he re- receives. And, mm-hmm. and um, uh, this is quoting, I think it's quoting Proverbs also. So it is pulling back into that. But there is this idea of, of discipline comes in... L- love to the person who gets it it isn't because the father's trying to take all the joy out of all of our stuff Mm -hmm. it's that he's actually trying to train us to make us well right uh to to protect us and it's based in god's love towards us that we are disciplined right um but but to to be clear the discipline is never it's not fun. It's not supposed to be fun. It, it's not intended to be this mm-hmm. enjoyable, like, wow, I got dis- I, I got a spanking today and I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Um, but we are better because of the discipline instead of, of being willing to just go off and do our own thing. Um, yeah. I don't, th- and I don't think it always has to be like in my experience, it hasn't always been something that's, um, that is just like super super painful right i mean it is in a way right but in the sense that like it's something that can be turned into joy and and i think that that's what is like so loving about god too is that like i I think for me i'd like to hear what your like biggest moment of discipline was in your life from god but (laughs) for me it was um I I graduated high school and I had like and I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do like film work mm-hmm. in ministry and I wanted to do that full time. And I in looking back, I realize now I was not ready. I was not there yet. Um <laughs> even just like in my film skills. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was offered a job at a production company and and it wasn't a bad job by any mm-hmm. means. But right. for me, like, I had no desire to do that. You know, I had no desire to take that job. But I felt, I, I didn't feel like, I knew that that's what God was calling me to do at mm-hmm. the time. And I didn't think that I was, like, I knew where my calling was as far as, like, wanting to do ministry with mm-hmm. film. Sure. Um. And But I knew that I wasn't quite there yet and right. that this is what God wanted me to do and like and it was it was really painful I mean it really was mm-hmm. and it took a lot of just like you know like it, it turned into a place where like I was saying like where I could have joy in it and find mm-hmm. contentment um, but at first like it was just really it's kind of like a struggle you know I mean there's yeah. there's benefits to it but like it was 
overall is kind of you know painful for sure yeah and but like i wouldn't have wanted to do it another way looking back right because i know now like how much god grew me through that not even just like Mm -hmm. in like it's easy to look at that and be like think that it just only applies to the work context like Mm -hmm. my work life but really i mean it changed me in all sorts of ways like in my character in my relationship with god because just trying to find like just finding satisfaction in him alone is really what that taught me and i'm still not good at it you know just be honest with you but like um you know i'm definitely better than i was in high school you know right yeah and so like discipline is it's crazy because like it's really it's cool like to look back on those Mm -hmm. times in life and know that right you know what seemed like a really painful part of life sometimes is actually Mm -hmm. like you know brings a lot of joy in the future like it's exactly sure it says so so i think discipline there's there's a it's slightly different in this context than kind of things that take us and mold us Mm -hmm. um but it is a it, it it is a like gosh mine it kind of ongoing a bit a little mm-hmm. bit um it's it's complicated it's i i've had moments that i've thought were rock bottom as far as um things i've i've struggled through that i've i've needed to like give up and not in order to honor god better uh conversations i had to mm-hmm. have um that were very painful in order to honor God through through a few different things, but um, yeah, you know, like the I guess the consistent part of the discipline was learning to say I'm wrong mm-hmm. and go and make amends. Uh, that that to be honest is the hardest part of the discipline for me is yeah. to actually can secede a point that I might be wrong. And I think I've gotten a lot better at that um, because that's important, but th- there is a, a, a chastisement that does come alongside that a bit that is important uh, essentially to get the spanking, if I can be crude, mm-hmm. um, to get the spanking in order to not do it again. So um, yeah. there were, gosh, what would be the biggest one? That's a really hard question because I first have to think of it and then I have to think of whether or not I actually want to tell it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'd I think, say... No, go ahead. Well, I think you make an interesting point before you tell your story. That, like, mm-hmm. I think there's different... And that's kind of why I was wondering what mm-hmm. like your biggest or like m- kind of most impactful one was because I don't think... Like mm-hmm. mine... I think there's more like macro disciplines mm-hmm. than like micro. Like there's definitely like day-to-day just like... Mm-hmm. I mean discipline or disciplines like, yeah exactly like you're saying no I mean that's a question um I mean I don't know but like just just smaller time periods I guess mm-hmm. if that makes sense like yeah. there's ones that span over like a long period yeah. of time and but and then there's ones that could even just be like a freaking day that you have right and right but anyways continue well well like I was I was talking to a person and they mentioned as far as you know, because I do think this passage is a bit talking about struggling through 
through our poor choices, our sinful choices, that kind of thing, and that there is mm-hmm. punishment or, well, well, not punishment because the punishment is taken by Christ, but the discipline right. is given by God and that's to help us. And mm-hmm. I think um, I was actually challenged on this by a person that, that brought it up out of a different perspective that as, as all these uh, pastors, these big name pastors are, well, you know, they're falling. Um, they're they're doing that as a part of the discipline of God because of things they've done, uh, and and this this discipline, this pursuit of of perfection of of righteousness mm-hmm. uh, that comes out of obedience uh, is m- more important than even our job and. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they kind of made a few statements that, I mean, cause there are pastors that they, they end up in jail for stuff they've done. And if I actually think that God works to the good of those who are in him, if I actually think that, and if I actually believe in the sovereignty of God, then I, I need to trust that it is better to lose my job than to continue to struggle in sin. Right. And if part of the discipline is I lose my job because it's a kind of a hindrance to coming out of that kind of sin, then that's actually okay and a good and better thing. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the more challenging things I'd ever heard for like, as far as godly discipline goes, that it is better to to crush the idols that all of us keep in place, and many of us don't have to have challenged at all of like right. of of power, status, and wealth. Right. Um, it's better that those be crushed by the hand of God than crush us under their weight. Yeah, that's good. And and that was was very challenging to hear because I think that's the thing a lot of us give. Like we, all of us can kind of claim that, but until it actually comes up, right. then it's not a thing that any of us are crazy interested in doing. Of like, of course, job, of course, God, I love you more than my job. Cool, I'm gonna take your job then. Mm-hmm. Pull up, <laughs> yeah. pull up, go back, go back, go back. Right, right. Do right. you have to? Yeah, I do. Oh, but like, don't you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of. An interesting, not take on it, but an interesting perspective of of God is working all things out to his glory and his good, and he's bringing me alongside with him. Right. Even if it sucks. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, gosh, it's really hard to pinpoint the, the hardest moment of discipline for me. Or even a moment of discipline. A moment. <laughs> um, Could be it. 10 years ago it could be last week I mean you don't have to share I'm no like I'm, I'm just trying to figure out it's it's not that God isn't doing things I want to be clear I'm not kind of like that there's just a lot to choose like, from <laughs> well yeah uh, it's no it's just that year. it's it's more of the slow burn discipline um, I think that the day I felt as if God had asked me to uh, be open about a few of the struggles I was going through and tell a few different people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there were like three people that got my, my complete story because I felt that, um, God needed me, 
me to tell them, not God needed me, gosh, that's not what I mean, that God was going to use my past as a means to glorify uh, the name of God and get a person on a better foundation moving forward. Um, and I super didn't want to because it was right. all the... It was all the details of stuff that I, I didn't want to bring up and I was able to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. when 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 I had to stop trying to hide that, I, I guess it was kind of kind of a moment of discipline of needing to bring things out into the open. But um, it did a couple of things for me. It, it, it brought things out into the open and it was like, I don't have to actually be afraid of this thing or try and cover it up or bury it because people know now and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And, and to them, it was able to encourage them and actually, um, if only for a time, stop a few of the things they had been being tempted towards. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure that counts as discipline. Uh, there's been, I mean, I think that is for sure. Like opening up is definitely something that's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting like, I mean, this is kind of just aside from, mm-hmm. but I guess it could be a discipline, but like opening up and like you're saying, like, it's really cool to see God use times that we went mm-hmm. through that make us feel right. Um, shame or worthless right, or just, you know, bad. Right. And, and see that he not only like redeems that in our life personally, but then like uses that. Right. Yeah. In other people's lives is insane. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, the power of testimony and just, like, how God moved in our life is just Mm -hmm. insanely powerful. Right. And I think that's, I think that can be a discipline for sure. That, like, just the discipline of being transparent and opening Mm up and, and, Obviously, it doesn't have to be with everyone, but sure. knowing like yeah. no, spirit I mean, led, a, like what the time is yeah. and when, and yeah. I think that that's a like, great example. And I mean, you know, before like questions come in, like that story will not be shared on this podcast. <laughs> period, uh, because I think too many of our testimonies have devolved into, "Here's how bad of a sinner I was," and, and then the afterthought is, "And then I came to Jesus and everything is fine." You know, yeah. like we spend ninety percent of the story talking about the garbage and only 10% talking about the actual important part. So, um, and the details aren't necessary because in an ultimate kind of sense, I was dead and now I'm alive period. That's kind of all people's testimony who have come to God. So, um, but, but there, there is this, you know, aspect of taking those things and redeeming them to the glory of God, but also um, there there was, as I was struggling through them in the middle of the things I'd done, there was some pretty heavy, not chastisement, but um, I guess if I, if I had to explain it, it was the spirit in me going, you know this thing is killing you. Right. Why are you still doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that was the discipline and that sounds it sounds weak if as I describe it but like the impact of 
that type of understanding that God still there, still in the middle of the mess mm-hmm. is calling something out and going, you know, that's killing you. Yeah. Why? <laughs> and and just to, to call that out and be honest was one of the more humbling moments. That was actually, uh, mm-hmm. I was 17, 18 at the time. And I consider that to be the turning point of, of uh, me just because of everything I, I had done and gone through. It, it was, I was doing some things I should not have been doing. And, you know, prior to that, it was an accident uh, or, or just, not an accident, but like it was convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it became more premeditated, um, not murder. <laughs> Didn't murder anyone, but it, it, it became more planned out instead of, oh, I'm here, whatever. Uh, it became, no, this was the intent. And as I was driving home, mm-hmm. right. I felt as if God had been speaking and said, in spite of all the things that you've that, that, that you have done, just did and will ever do i still love you how do you not get that yet right um and that what it's to god the discipline isn't a slamming Mm -hmm. it's a there's love in it right yeah the it's it's a if it comes off as God is going, you're such garbage, then that's not God. That's not the right. voice of a loving father. This is a f- f- father that cares enough about their child to put them in time out, but to take time and stay with them. Right. And I think that's the bigger difference. Yeah. I mean, I I think for sure. Like, mm-hmm. that's... It's because he loves us and because he knows the other side mm-hmm. of of our flesh, mm-hmm. you know, that he knows that we are better without it, that he wants to cut it right. away. And I think that like you brought up a point or like you when you were talking earlier, you said that like it became premeditated and I think that that's very interesting because our flesh is something that like we we desire like right. a lot of times Christians right. talk about it as like um you know I'm, I'm just struggling like my flesh is really right. and it's like no bro like that's you right you want it you know <laughs> like right. um and that's something I've realized a lot lately too in that like we genuinely want this thing and like yeah. you were saying that like God knows that that's gonna yeah. kill us you know he knows mm-hmm. that the flesh is is eating away and that mm-hmm. it's something that we genuinely desire right you know right. it's not like this thought in in my head that right. is disconnected from my spirit it's just like all tied together like this is something right. i want but it comes in trusting god that he he loves you mm-hmm. and cares about you and that he knows what's best in this situation yeah. and and it's hard yeah you know like it's weird to think that, um, you know, all like all the times the Bible talks about the judgment of God or or the wrath of God poured out on a man is essentially tied right next to, so he gave them what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, huh? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, sure, if that's the thing that you're choosing, sure, take it. You have the full implication of this thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, to... to, to to the dog I have, it's it's it, 
it's a bit different. I'm trying to train certain types of behaviors, but to God, this is this idea of of because I'm a new creation in Christ, I have to stop trying to feed the old dead guy. Right. Uh, the the old dead guy's gone. He's dead. There's nothing that the, in the end that old guy the 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 old person dies no matter what right. it's a matter of do we come alive in jesus christ or not the old guy's right. dead there isn't anything anybody can do he's dead period he's not kind of dead he's not almost dead he's dead he's as good as dead done right um kind of the same thing as in the end all knees bow before god mm-hmm. uh, they they either bow or they are made to bow but all knees bow to in in a manner of some sorts yeah um but 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 the the wrath of God is giving man what they want. Right. I mean, it says in, in what we just read in Hebrews, mm-hmm. like, for what son is there mm-hmm. whom his father does not discipline? If you were left without discipline right. in which you have all participated, right. then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Right. And, and he's literally saying, like, if sure. I were to let you live in this, I would not love you. Right. And And I think that it's just like... It's, I, yeah, it's crazy. Like the power of like conviction is, mm-hmm. is love, and I yeah. think that it's conviction is scary sometimes because mm-hmm. it's so closely in people's mind, um, tied to condemnation. Yeah, and that like which don't yeah split those two because it's not yeah. you know and that's something I've had to really you know realize a lot in my life lately and as I like and finally I feel like I'm finally getting a grasp of like getting mm-hmm. to know God and mm-hmm. I mean and that's just going to continue yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know God that well as much as I would like sure. but um, but like that he there's like the voice in there and and I know that like if I feel shame and if I feel something when about like a thought mm-hmm. on on my sin or a choice I'm about to make in life right um that that's not him, right. you know, that, that I need to find, it's okay to feel like I need to change my ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's the difference between conviction and condemnation is, yeah. is one tells you you're not fit for use. Right. You're worthless. And right. the other tells you, uh, like, like I don't want you to do that thing, but yeah. it's, it's a it, different reason. It's kind of the difference between if, if, if a house has, you know termites. Um, if house has termites, now mm-hmm. I can treat the termites. Um, I'm probably gonna have to open up a a wall, take some things out, put some new things in. Yeah. But but I'm gonna keep the house up. Another effective treatment plan is burn the house down. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it works. Yeah. You know, like there are no termites at the end of it. And I think that's kind of the difference between condemnation and conviction that conviction mm-hmm. is going to to treat the termites, tear parts of the house out that don't be there or are dead or dying and put in better new things. Condem a nation burns the house down. It says the whole yeah. thing is done. Um, and it, it has no point. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's the big difference is God is trying to build us up and not to just condemn us. Those that are in Christ are not condemned. Um, so when condemnation comes, that's n- not God. Yeah. And 
I it's, I found personally that I need to be careful of the times that the enemy is speaking uh, in taking a thing a person is confronting me about, and I I take it as well they're condemning me. Like no 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 they're they're being convicting. The enemy is twisting it, and I think to be very uh, kind of open and fair about the process. Yeah, I have to be willing to approach things from the angle that God approaches them. Right. And if I'm being convicted on things, if there's truth to the thing, I I need to approach it in the manner that God approaches it. Right. Instead of going, well, it's because I'm a failure and I need to stop and quit my job and go away and, Mm -hmm. you know, change my profession and everything else. So I think another thing like that I've noticed lately, that's just like a very practical thing that has helped me in this is like, especially with bigger stuff. I mean, if it's just like a smaller thought that you can, you know, tackle. Sure. But, Mm -hmm. um, that like, before you, like I can typically recognize when when my thoughts aren't are, are kind of skewed and I'm just yeah. like not capable of processing them right. properly, right. and like I found it's best to just kind of like tuck them away, right, and go to sleep, right, and wake up the next day, and to like be in the word, mm-hmm. and like bring them up again, right, and I like it helps a ton because yeah. I nowadays. Yes. I mean, I'm 20, but I feel like I'm just getting so sluggish and slow in my brain. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think it goes back to the verse that, and that might be my specific way. I'm not saying that works mm-hmm. for everyone, but like, it goes back to the verse, just like hold every thought captive mm-hmm. and, and genuinely like take that seriously in your life that thoughts have a lot of power over us. Mm-hmm. And, and so hold them captive and mm-hmm. interrogate them, you know, see what is, what is God and what isn't and throw out anything else. That isn't. I'm just like picturing words tied to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you, I don't know. Like, sorry. I'm picturing like Jack Bauer interrogating words. Yeah. I, I took a mental turn and I apologize for that. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. Yeah, uh, but but no, no. That's I mean that's a good point of of taking every thought captive is is understanding the thoughts of you you know prior to getting to that place of condemnation, you have to actually understand the angle that God's coming at, and that God's angle is out of a love to make us holy, and that even in the discipline, it it's not that our standing has changed because our standing is given by Christ and our standing is in God and Christ alone and uh, given to us by grace. And then it's a matter of progressively being sanctified over time mm-hmm. until we are more and more l- like him each day. Yeah. And and that's, that's the... It, it doesn't change our identity. It doesn't change our... our our, our person it's a matter of catching up to the thing that god has declared us mm-hmm. to have already been yeah it's it's living like sin mm-hmm. sanctification is a process where sin just doesn't have a hold on you anymore and mm-hmm. like the sin loses its power i should say and then i mean like you know this better some, than i some, do but there's more. the stage of justification sanctification and glorification and sanctification is sin Losing its power oh. over time as you become more like Christ, and then glorification Some... is sin being 
gone. Like the presence of sin is gone, right? The, oh, sorry, you mentioned Ordus Salutis and my brain. I did like a, it was supposed to be a 15-page paper. It ended up being a 30-page paper. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Ryan Reeves, I apologize for that. Please forgive me. Uh, but then he wrote an, a, another paper on top of my paper in red. Mm-hmm. Scared the poo out of me. Still gave me an A, but, you know, it was fine. Yeah. Um, the power, the only thing I'm going to push back on is that the the sanctification doesn't take out the power of the sin that was done on the cross. And that part is, it doesn't actually have any power. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't like, even say power. I, in well, my mind, did. I meant like yeah. effect. <laughs> uh, yeah. Effect, I kind kind kinda like the, there. There's a certain amount of battling between the old person and the new person. I'd say s- sanctification is the process of taking up the qualities of the new man in Christ and um, mm-hmm. crucifying the old man daily. But but the power. I mean the power. Is is already stripped by God. That I, the the it's a pet peeve of mine, and why I'm coming down hard mm-hmm. on it is I've heard too many prayers of, of of like, oh God, just take these chains of addiction off me or something. It's like they're already off, you know. Like everything Christ needed to do is done. That part's over. It's done. Mm-hmm. You know there aren't. Well, other that happens things. in justification. You know, like yeah, yeah. A justification is a switch of right. it's on or it's off. Period. Right. Um. And and. You don't get to touch the light switch. Only Jesus does. Right. And so that's kind of the only thing I'd push back on is is the power aspect. Because that part's done by Christ. And so um, those prayers of, of, of God, please help me break you know the chains of the sin. I kind of imagine just like God eating a donut going like, oh, I already, I did, I did. You know, like, I'm already, I'm going to go back to the donut because I already did it and I'm good. Like, it's yeah, already, it's I mean, I broken, see what you're saying, so. but like, I mean, it's also like very, it sin still is very, at least now, mm-hmm. like right. our, as far as like our, how the father views us, we are justified. Right. But I'd say now, like we are still very much affected by sin in the world and we, it still has, we, we I, I would say power it. isn't the right word, but like, yeah, but like. Sure, like if we died then, if they died with us, mm-hmm. the feeling like the chains of addiction are still on them, but they have been justified, mm-hmm. they're going to heaven. That's not right. like right. the the technical, like you're saying, the power of of sin is is gone, but the effect of it is still there. That we our flesh needs to be cut off over time. Sure, absolutely. And I'd say that that's kind of like. So I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. But yeah. It's also like I feel like kind of dismissive on, a little bit. It a hundred percent is dismissive because yeah. the only reason that it has power is because we keep giving it power. You know, as as Christ stated on the cross, uh, to tell us die, the Greek grammatical of it. Yeah, we're going super nerd. What's up? Uh, mm-hmm. The Greek grammatical is it is a completed event that that its impact is still felt. Mm-hmm. So as far as to tell us die, it is finished. If I can be clunky in the Greek to English of it is 
everything that Christ needs to do, it has been completed and its impact will still be felt even to this day. Right. If I get into the picky grammatical end of it. And so these, these prayers of, 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 you know, God take the chains off. Well, the chains are only on because we keep putting them back on for some crazy reason the discipline right. is telling us to not pick up the chains but that's the, why it's the, a process the, the the issue in that prayer that i keep is it's almost treated as if there's more that christ needs to do because the chains are i'm still covered in chains and it's like no you like, well i would say he doesn't have to do it but he wants to you know, like, well, and that's no, why I'm, I kind of I'm feel trying to say for that it's already prayer. off, I mean, and I do f- f- feel for them. But there, there's this expectation that that the the thing Christ did isn't enough. There's still more to do, and I'm like, you're good. No, you are able. I see to what you're saying, but I like sin. in my eyes, you're able to not do that now. Like, it's very easy to say that, but like, what they're praying for in mm-hmm. my mind when I view that prayer, like. Mm-hmm. I I view it as like sanctification justification has been done but Christ still wants to like literally what this is talking about, he still wants to discipline us and mm-hmm. make and make us more like him right and so like as as they're praying like even even as mm-hmm. those chains have still been have fallen off but mm-hmm. I still need Christ's help in order to sure. free myself from addiction in the present like Right, and, and I was it, only pushing back on the power thing that you started on, because there, there isn't actual power still there. It's been stripped of its power because I'm justified in Christ. That uh, that the ultimate impact of of that is taken out because I am justified in Christ. There isn't anything it can actually do to me at this point because the the biggest consequence has been placed on Christ instead of on mm-hmm. me, and now it's a matter through sanctification because all all of us do still struggle through the temptation to try and keep the dead man alive for right. some. The reason. effect is still there because of us. You know, it's not because mm-hmm. like obviously Christ did what needed to be done as far as the power, but mm-hmm. the effect is there because we allow it to be there. Right. And which is what I'm saying. Yeah. And we still need Christ's help in that. You know, like, sure. I'm not able to do anything sure. apart from Him. But yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and and I, it's, it's, I know it comes off as aggressive at first, but it's actually a really big encouragement that you're actually already free. Mm-hmm. You are not bound by chains. And I don't, I mean that in a, so stop being crazy and stupid, but, but in a manner of, we are actually free mm-hmm. and there's, there's hope and grace in that, that there isn't this other thing Christ needs to do that. Okay. You now I've been taken out of death, but now I need the mega action of, of this is that I in Christ I keep all the things I need to not do the thing I keep going back to and it's not as big of a battle as I think it is in my head because the battle is completed in Christ 
not in me. But I get the thing that you're stating about dying to the self every every, every day mm-hmm. and the importance and struggle of that. The 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 I guess the thing I've noticed is there are plenty of people that they over ascribe power to sin um and by thinking it still keeps a claim on us and that's the part that I'm I I will vehemently push back against because it doesn't have a claim on us we just keep going back to it because I don't know right and I think that that's I like I think the best illustration in my head is is the fact that or is like the the one where we're in a jail cell and Jesus like opens mm-hmm. opens the cell right and he's like right. all right come out right. and we just I can't we choose, I'm locked in this cell yeah, yeah. <laughs> we choose to just the doors open sit in it yeah and I think that that's like that's where I think in my mind it helps mm-hmm. me to view it as like I mean it just shows how loving of a God is and that's literally what this verse that we read before is about is that mm-hmm. That we, Christ did what needed to be done. Right. And he, there is nothing else he needs to do. Right. But he wants to make us more like him in right. the in the temporary, right. which is just like insanely cool to me. You know, yeah, that absolutely. he could have just done what he wanted to do and like, just kind of like left us on our own and not mm-hmm. had the Holy Spirit come down, you mm-hmm. know, but it still would have been effective. Right. You know, like, and, and, but he he wants us yeah he wants us to become more like him so like yeah. you know i i think it is easy for me to fall into that mindset right. of like you know god i i mean and, and it's true like right. we we can't sanctify ourselves right like we can't we right. can't walk out of the cell on our own right like ultimately we do still need jesus right to to hold our hand and walk us out of there because we're basically mm. just blind and sure. Yeah. But you know, like even if he didn't do that, we like you're saying, we'd still right. like the cell is still open. You're, you are more, you're more open and f- free than you think you are. And, and don't over ascribe power to a thing that Christ has defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've, I don't know. I've just watched too many people think that they're, they're condemned by, a struggle and I'm like you're not condemned mm-hmm. you're actually free now be free um, and, and that's kind of the 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 oh I can't think of where that is but the v- verbal Indiana Jonesing that Paul does of you are f- f- free people now live as free people so right yeah yeah but through all this, I I do think it's important that as this process is going on, to not scorn the discipline of God because it's mm-hmm. it's an act of grace and a love and mercy to a person instead of an act of of trying to burn down the house because termites. So, so we want to hear yeah. from you guys. Uh, w- is it easy or difficult to take the the discipline of God in? Why or why not is it those? So uh, please tell us in the comments. We want to hear from you. And a good place to do that is to to go to our website at thegospeloutpost.com slash nobody special. There's a form. You can talk to us or ask us questions or just to say hi. Caleb and I enjoy the emails yes, of, we do. of hi and, and comments and that type of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Also, are we on social media? We are. You can find us at Nobody Special Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can you know keep up with us there if you want to see kind of our posting schedule on uh, you know podcast platforms and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then you can also comment there, DM us if you want to reach out and mm-hmm. ask us questions or say hello. Um, and then also YouTube. Did you already talk about YouTube? No, I okay. didn't. <laughs> um, you can subscribe there. That's a Gospel Outpost um, YouTube channel. And you can find our podcast on there. Um, and comment there as well if you want to reach out. And make sure to like, subscribe, and ring the bell icon. And Absolutely. <laughs> Dab on them haters. Uh, and, and Kevin, I appreciate everyone who tells their uh, tells their friends about the show. We don't spend yeah. money on advertising, and word of mouth is our primary means, so we do appreciate it a ton. And the road trips to Bible colleges that you chose to listen to us instead of something good. Sorry, that's how my brain finished that sentence midway through, and that's where we're yeah. going to... Thank you for really just discrediting us <laughs> hey you know we gotta act like we know where we are <laughs> we gotta act like we're at least somewhat you know enjoyable maybe mm-hmm. yeah quasi <laughs> so but uh well caleb i've had a blast today this has been yeah, a lot of fun it's good uh and for a, a listeners paying attention in the background you heard the new dog a couple of times yes. also and we decided to power through yes so Tell us in the comments where you heard the don't do that. Okay. Well, Caleb, (laughs) I think that's going to do it for us today. So I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody Nobody Special. Special.